0: It's starting, it's started, here we go, stop no, eating, no, let me finish, let me down, finish. that's enough! <laughs> hey! Good evening everybody and welcome to another episode of the Kubuntu Podcast. I'm Rick Timmis and uh, tonight one of my co-hosts uh, with me is Ovidiu Florin. Um, Ovidiu, uh, are you ready? I'll do, do I need to fill a little bit more? Have you finished your dinner yet? How are you? I just you, have
1: three more slices of orange. Let me finish it, please.
0: <laughs> yeah, we like to. We're running on a tight schedule. And uh, as usual, Aaron's running on a very tight schedule. He's probably going to be about 15 minutes late, I <laughs> don't doubt. Uh, so we'll catch up with him and ask him how he is when he gets here. All right, let's give you a quick rundown of what we got for you in tonight's show. Really? Uh, so we've got, we got some user feedback uh, that's going to be coming at you. We've got some documentation updates from Aaron. Uh, we've got news from the Kubuntu core team, of course. Hello, Trello. And uh, of course, more news on Google Coding, our mentoring program. And uh, we're going to get get you guys out there plugged into the Kubuntu Matrix. And uh, that's all coming up on tonight's Linux Action Show. Uh, oh, bollocks. This is the wrong show notes. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Oh, crazy, crazy stuff. Of course, it's not the Linux Action Show, although we do love the guys at Jupiter Broadcasting who uh, have Hello. been helping us out with uh, show ideas and uh, kit and microphones and this. Stuff. We're going to be coming back right back at you guys for more help and assistance pretty soon. Anyway, so let's catch up with who's been doing what. Over um, to What have you been up to just recently? How are things going with you? I lost your audio, man. You're going really quiet. How about now? Okay, yeah, you you unplugged yourself, man.
1: <laughs> I tried to use my previous mic. We'll, we'll so, get back to the microphone problem later. So I know uh, you've been
0: really busy. What's been going on?
1: Uh, at work, one of my colleagues, she went in maternity leave, and right now I'm starting... I won't say by myself because I'm having other colleagues to help me, but many things I have to learn very fast because I have huge bugs. uh, I have big bugs uh, reported and people screaming at me, fix it, fix it, fix it now, right now, right, fix it. I don't know how this works. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to do a lot of reading and read all the code quickly, understand everything fast, and then just fix it. (laughs) <laughs> and it, when I get home, I'm like like, I'm like a zombie. And my wife asks me, What happened? Yes, I coded today. <laughs> uh, I'm more like zombie every day when I get home.
0: Uh, so it's a steep learning curve, steep, steep, steep learning very, curve for you.
1: <laughs> very steep. And I'm refactoring it. Uh, I, today I found out something, and I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, I fixed a bug last week. And All right. today I tested some other bugs, and apparently that bug fix also fixed two more. And Yay! Possibly, and possibly more. I'm doing some triaging right now to find out. All right. That's good. That's good when that happens. It's like... And that, that, that makes me happy.
0: <clears throat> yeah, of course okay. it does.
1: Something else that's new with me. Uh, right right now, exactly right now before the uh, show, I wrote a new blog post. Ah, uh, Okay. I'm hoping, hey guys, uh, if anybody's uh, willing, where should I write it down here, here in the show notes, uh, what's new? Here. Mm, yeah, put it in the show notes. But I've I've placed it in the show notes. So what uh, i've written about is my free software contributions in november 2015. i've started this last month i'm attempting to write a blog post every month about my free software well even hardware not just software contributions that i do each month so at the end of the month or the beginning of the next one i'm trying to write a blog post about what i've done so far what i've discovered where i've contributed and all that so this is I, this is a series I'm attempting to write and this month I came in a little late with writing this because I didn't know, hey, I didn't do that much because I was very swamped at work, so what am I going to write about? Okay, let's just write something. I had that meeting, and I had that meeting, and I've written that, and I've done that. Okay, there are a couple of things let's start writing and then i checked my github uh, contributions history checked my emails history and oh my god there i really did something this month so i've written them in my blog take a look and well, w-
0: we put that in the show notes and you know you make a good point actually about what you were saying there because we were talking uh, probably around the last show about about kind of the the attitude that one should take towards contributing to free software and how do you plug into the open source free software community. And uh, I think it was some of the guys at, at uh, the KDE uh, uh, sprint that were talking to and saying, look, you know, this isn't work. This isn't a job. This is like puzzling. It's something that you do for fun. It's something that you yeah. pick up and put down and get involved in exactly. as and when you like. And of course, it's easy to do those things and kind of just not think about them. I do a bit of this and I do a bit on Trello and I do a bit of code and I compile Uh, a bit of this. Yeah, I even
1: forgot that I haven't done that. that I've done all these things. Uh, But what really motivated me is, and I quoted this, I just came up with this. I don't know if someone said this before or not. Contribution to free software is not just writing code, it's anything you do for the improvement of a free software project. And I've done quite a few of these. I've done some translation. I've done some talking, some promotions, some some meetings of and planning. I've done some bug reports. I've, I've I've actually even done a couple of pull requests for a project. So, I, and I just now when I wrote written this, I realized I actually did something this month.
0: Yeah, and that's important. You know, um, even mm. if something like a, so, it might be that it floats your boat to just install. Uh, a copy of kubuntu or a copy of arch or whatever it is you want to do um, that just going through that process of installing it and seeing whether it works for you and if it doesn't work for you then maybe you go report a bug or, or something like that uh, that in itself yeah. is is a contribution a really valuable contribution uh, so th- I think that the moral of the story is that actually as soon as you roll your sleeves up and start doing something actually doing something anything Whatever it might be, uh, you, you know, you're making a contribution. Um,
1: Rick, I, um, uh, please give me the YouTube link for the show so we can spread it around on RC. Uh,
0: the YouTube link for the show. Hang on one moment. It is here in the show window, I believe. If I click Yeah, the people button. are
1: screaming about it.
0: Alrighty, all right. All righty. Hold on there. Hang on a minute. Um, I got it. I'm going to paste it It's in the chat both of us should be able to see it but i'm going to put it in the chat uh, there it is and um i'll put it into kubuntu Devel. so there it is and uh into kubuntu channel <laughs> you're going to have to tell people what's going on of course because i'm just pasting links okay, at uh, random.
1: you can okay i'll paste this and tell people what's happening all right okay
0: so well um well, one of the things that I've been doing recently, um, just and I'd forgotten about it. I might well, I, maybe I should start doing the same thing as you, as writing a little blog. But just at the weekend, I just thought to myself, I'm gonna have a go at um, just trying to create a plasmoid for the KDE desktop and just see whether I can go through that process. Mm-hmm. And um, so I did, and I followed a tutorial, and I thought to myself, I struggled with a few bits of the tutorial. I thought of doing
1: that. I started a new project these past days, and I wanted to do it like that. So tell me Uh what you did. Tell me what you did. All right. So
0: I I went to KDE.org, up into their documentation, and I searched around for Plasmoid Tutorial. I found one, and I went and followed the tutorial, which allowed me to create a Hello World. But it broke in a few places, and it didn't work quite so well, and there were a few bits that I didn't understand. So I thought, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to figure out what the problems are, and then I'm going to update the wiki on KDE.org with some extra clarification on that tutorial. So that's exactly what I did. And uh, and so I put that up on uh, up, up there so other people can, uh, can go and have a look at it. And then I posted it up onto Google Plus or something like that so that other people could take a look. Um, but it was great fun, and I spent an afternoon you know, just playing around and, uh, and getting some plasmoids working on uh, the KDE desktop. It was great. What did you do? What plasmoids did you make? Uh, I uh, I, I, I dealt with two actually. One was uh, just a simple hello world that just basically allowed you to just... It was just the basic tutorial, got that working. I couldn't kind of think of any cool ideas of anything to make, but there was uh, a plasmoid that I downloaded, which was for the Norwegian Weather Service. And it puts up charts and fancy um, like um, when the moon's out and this kind of stuff and, and it wouldn't work. I couldn't get it working. It kept complaining about, um, about not being able to pass an XML list. And uh, so I decided I'd have a go at trying to fix that. Anyway, as it turned out, all that was required was that on, my, on Kubuntu, I just needed to pull in the Q5 QML XML list. Dependency which wasn't installed by default install that by default and um, and then uh, off it went But it did mean <laughs> that I ended up forking the code for the Apple Weather Apple and pulling a copy of that code down And actually going and looking through the guy's work and and seeing some of the bits and pieces And maybe I'll maybe I'll do some more on that um, at some point um, But uh, right now I haven't got any ideas. It's kind of like um,
1: for you What very so I've just started a new project uh, It's called svn-branch. I use SVN a lot at work, and we also use SVN for KDE translations. And switching branches in SVN is a pain, at least for me, being used to Git and all that. And I wanted an easy way to just have my project configured and then just click this button to open this project, and then click on I want to switch to this branch. And that's it. That's what I want to do. And I wanted to make this a plasmoid, but I I thought, let's first make it work in command line, and then I'll think about the GUI. Right now, what I have is just, uh, I have a settings file, which is a JSON. You can figure that this is my local path, this is my server path, this is my server branch path. And when you start a program, it just, here are the available branches and options to create a new branch and quit. Uh, And you just give it options from the command line. That's what it does. Uh, but what I want you to turn that into a GUI and especially a Plasmoid. For example, at work, this would be very useful for me and maybe for many other people. You just click a button a widget in your uh, bar, in your KDE bar panel, and that drops down a list that shows you your current existing branches. Then you just click on the, one of those branches and it switches. Okay, there are many technical details no, I, involved into that, but we don't have to get into those here. That's well. A good idea. Mm, oh. well I'm not, whether I can, uh,
0: I'm not sure that I have the time at the moment because I'm going to come to something else that I'm trying to wrestle with right now. But I'm just going to look here whilst I talk for a second to find out where I posted this link uh, about um, about doing uh, about this tutorial, and uh, I'll find this tutorial in a minute. Um, and I just, when I do, I will um, ah here it is. Getting to grip on plasmoids. Ah, I put I put it on my blog. Oh wow! There you go.
1: There's also right. a, a, a guide on TechBase on how to write plasmoids and what they are. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and there's one. Yeah, here for Plasma QML two getting started guide for Plasma. All right. I'll so, add it in the show notes. Okay,
0: add that in the show notes. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna add my link into my little section here for plasmoids, and I'm gonna tell you about my next thing so uh, that I've been trying to get to grips with I uh, need some more work but here's the plasmoids bit um, there's a link to it on my blog sickrimic.blogspot awesome. and that'll take you a link to KDE as well I've got some screenshots there so you can see what I was working on if you go and hopefully what you'd find is that tutorial is dead easy to follow You go through the steps build, build the bits and pieces that you need and then all you need to do is plug the hooks to your code and away you go you'd have it built so it could be as simple as that
1: Wait a moment, uh, Rick, I've just been banged with an inflatable hammer uh, <coughs> by, by Clive Joe. So, I've been asked, is that a behavioral corrector on top of your...
0: What? Ah, yeah, okay. Behind your head is a large wooden mallet. Um,
1: ah, that's not wooden. That's not wooden. That's an inflatable hammer that uh, has the Romanian flag on it. And I bought it for the Romanian National Day and I started bagging people on the head that don't speak correctly Romanian and they start mixing Romanian with English. We call it rongleza. Oh, okay. (laughs) And I've thought about taking that to work because, but uh, if I'm going to take it to work, people are going to get banged a lot. So I would rather not.
0: Maybe I need one of those hammers the next time I go to Wales. The people in people in Wales speak this uh, a, a, a very old dialect, very old Celtic dialect. But of course, many of the modern words uh, have uh, English representation, so it's this bit of a a mixture. And uh, I'm I'm sure it would g- I'd get nowhere doing that at all. But uh, but there we are. All right. So in other news, um, one of the things that uh, I have got involved in just recently is I have. Decided to step forward as the maintainer or part of a consortium, so I'm not doing it by myself But to step forward as a maintainer of the Muon package manager, so
1: uh, Bravo, <laughs> bravo Rick
0: <laughs> Well, yeah, Good job. of course I've got to do some maintenance on it now, which is the difficult bit
1: <laughs> Well, we're, we have trust in you
0: Yeah, so, um, well, fortunately, I've got a helper. So I've got uh, Keith ZG um, on Google+. And Keith, uh, he also hangs out on IRC. And uh, Keith is interested in finding out more about this journey and getting involved in this. So he's um, decided we've kind of teamed up together uh, and to work on it off and on. But it does mean that uh, there are people now around that project that are going to focus on it. This is only specifically the Muon Package Manager tool. Okay, so Muon Discover and this Muon Updater—they're—they're they're continuing to be maintained separately, but the package manager was kind of being left behind.
1: Well, i have been... to this. The package manager—if people know about Synaptic, this is kind of like Synaptic, but the version in Cute. So, yes, we're hope we're. Well, our opinion is that it looks and it's better
0: it is good it is very very good and um, i used it at the weekend when i was trying to solve that plasma problem i obviously i i was reading through the bugs and seeing what the problem was and i i discovered i needed this xml list module for Qt 5 and i was able to use the muon package manager to go and find that specific library and then install it and get it working so it was it was really useful in that context and i can see how developers would really benefit from that tool and where it's really useful. So I'm getting my head around it. So far, I've been able to clone it into KDevelop because it is the best SDK software development IDE on the planet. by five! <laughs> yeah, my man! <laughs> and, um, yeah, really, really love KDevelop. So I've got it um, in a KDevelop project all set up in a session. Um, I've been able to build it from KDevelop and get it up and running. The only thing that's failing at the moment is it won't install so there is some kind of link dependency or the link builder or something like that is, is failing so i can't actually run it because it, it it won't install the binary anywhere but
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a tricky step in KD development uh managing dependencies that's still a bit tricky and hard that's why i have set up some time ago a kubuntu image VirtualBox image with things ready set up so that you can just download the image run it, and start working on it. Uh, A friend of mine wanted to work on some KDE project. Uh, I think it's, yeah, Carbon. It's a vector graphics editor from KDE, and uh, he wanted to work on that, and I prepared for him uh, this virtual box image so he can just start writing and reading code. Because I already knew how to set all these up. He was a (laughs) newcomer in KDE, and, hey, this is the project you want to work on, if you don't want to bother with all the dependencies and all the, the other things, just here, they're all already set up, installed. You can compile it, install it, and run it. You can just work on it. Oh, I need one of them. It's quite happy. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I, I need one of them. I need, we to, update that. That <laughs> I need to
1: update that image. I need to that image. Still use us vivid.
0: Oh, OK. So uh, but but, you know, part of the journey is um, is kind of trying to solve those problems and figure out, you know, what's going on. So, uh, so you know, so it's getting there. And uh, and just as soon as I get it linked and installed, then I'm away then because I, I, I'm I in a situation where I can I can start to look at some of the bugs that need working on, do some work on it and rebuild it and get it going. And uh, I'm really hopeful that I'll I'll kind of get into my stride with this as we approach the Christmas period. I've got a bit more time on my hands. Hands, so I'll be able to do a bit more with it, and uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Awesome, uh, Rick. We got some awesome feedback, and uh, okay, we should get into that. Uh, this person, I think, I think he's a guy. Sorry if I'm mistaken, uh, Martin or Martin. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it. It's double Yeah. A. Okay.
0: Uh,
1: he. This is the email I sent to the list, right? It is, that's right. Yeah, so he sent this email to me and Jonathan and I've uh, forwarded it to the mailing list. Uh, let me read from it. Dear Kubuntu developers, in my own 35 years of ICT career and as long and as a long-time Linux slash GNOME user, Kubuntu 15.10 is the most professional, intelligent, and beautiful desktop I have ever seen. It transcends any other desktop environment. Course. Hey, what
0: that man said. Go, Martin. Woohoo. Uh,
1: it is the perfect example of people that show that they love and know their profession. Thank you very much for this beauty. What more can I say except that I hope Kubuntu also to be fully fledged, available on most tablets and smartphones soon?
0: Don't right. that. Yeah. Do you know what? Um, that is that's exactly what we want to hear. And I know that when that went out to the mailing list, that brought smiles around the houses all over the place. Um, it, you know, it, it, most very often people don't kind of send you things like that. And so it's just great that Martin took the time to send that email into us and give us that feedback. Uh, and of course, he's right. It is the most intelligent, professional and beautifully designed desktop that uh, well I have ever seen as well. yeah that's good really really good so keep your feedback coming back to us um obviously you can do that by getting involved on the mailing lists you can do it by following us on kubuntu podcast if you want to send us information there but the best place is go to kubuntu.org visit the website you'll find out how to get in touch with the community there on irc and everything else that's our website kubuntu.org you can get in in touch with us there. Now we've got a message here from, um, Philip Muscovac. And, um, he sent this earlier on today. Philip is, uh, Yoffel on IRC and he's one of the core team, uh, core Ubuntu team. And, uh, he just wanted to give a quick shout out and a big thanks to Scarlett and Rohan, who are other two members of the, uh, of the, uh, Kubuntu core team, uh, because they've started on the process of uh, doing the merges. And, um, so he just said, uh, that he was really, really pleased with that, and he just wanted to acknowledge that to those guys. So uh, thank you, Scarlett and Rohan. Great job. All right. Now, we've got some uh, Kubuntu news as well coming forward. Um, now, what's this? Uh, I wonder whether this is one of Aaron's. We've got a link here to Linux AIO and um, <clears throat> something to do with multi-boot USB ISO.
1: I'm not exactly sure about uh, oh, that. Going to have to go and have Aaron a Aaron? look
0: at the link myself. Should uh, we talk t- about it
1: now or wait for Aaron? He said that
0: he is. he on his way? Well, uh, maybe uh, little, the, we, we can skip uh, over this. We can skip over this one for a moment. We can come back to it yeah. a bit later. It is in the show notes. Aaron knows all about it, um, but uh, I, I know a little bit about it, and I can cover it, if if necessary. uh, So we want to press on because we're running short of time. We're into 20 minutes of the show already. So let's get into this main feature. So today uh, we're going to be talking about Launchpad and about getting involved, uh, getting involved in the Kubuntu matrix. So finding finding and setting up a Launchpad account for new people. And also we're going to uh, discover what bug triaging is. And how you can get involved in it and drive the process of uh, of Kubuntu development, drive the way forward, and uh, and focus on that. All right. So now I'm uh, I'm not really used to doing the screen sharing on this one, um, but uh, I guess that that's probably what I'm going to need to do. So, so, my first give it a try. All, I'm going to give this a go. What could possibly go wrong?
1: Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, Wait, do my I. power just went off. What you do? Your power just <laughs> went off. Oh, oh everything be- just went dark for a second.
0: I'm just going to make it up as I go along. All right, here we go. Let's have a look and see whether I can screen share this. I guess I need to choose this one, login on Chromium. All right, so what I'm going to take us through here, um, hopefully you can see what I'm showing here. If I set this to present to everyone, so there it is. Everybody can see this. Uh, where I've gone to here is I've gone to login.launchpad.net. Now, uh, if you want to get involved with bug triaging and get involved with Launchpad, first off, you're going to need yourself a Launchpad account. Um, and you can do that by creating a, uh, an account from up here on the top right. So log in to create an account. And it's filling in my details. Thank you, Chrome. But I would prefer if you didn't do that. And... I am a new Ubuntu One user. It's filling in my details again. Let's oh hope my. that doesn't go out to YouTube. I'm going to get spammed into submission.
1: <laughs> okay, That's why I use a virtual machine every time I do screen sharing. Yeah. You do you know what? You're quite right. But do
0: you think anybody will think Donald Duck is fake?
1: I don't and, think they uh, have a check for that.
0: Let's go. Donald at Disney.com. Okay. Uh, Donald Duck. And uh, we're going to put some kind of uh, password in here, Mickey. Mickey Mouse one two three is a good password. That's <laughs> one, to, one. That's one for John the Ripper, isn't it? Um, and uh, so, and then having filled in your details. Go ahead and create create the account, and uh, that gets you started moving forward. I'm not going to create that account and send the poor people at uh, at uh, at Launchpad a dodgy account. Read, I bet they have hundreds of have to read and accept
1: the terms of service.
0: I have. I've 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 ticked that. I don't. Does anybody ever read the ULA or the license? I thought you just tick the. You know.
1: I usually try to read them. I don't always, but I try to read them. You never know what you find in there.
0: Yeah, that's the worry, isn't I'm, it?
1: I'm not going to get into that discussion right now, but I recommend that you read them. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back a step.
0: From, well, not go back a step, but go forward from there. So that gets you started. Go to uh, login.launchpad, create yourself an account. Click on that link, and away you go. All right, so from there, you'll uh, once you've got your account details, then you can come back in, and you can log in here to Ubuntu 1. So I'm going to log in with my account. And um, what's this doing? What's it doing? Take me to my account. Stop asking me questions.
1: Preferred email address.
0: Uh, Clive J says, always read the Cs. Is that a suggestion, Clive, or is that a mandate? Do I really have to? I'm a busy guy. I don't have to read the I I have time for the T's and C's. (laughs) I wonder why (laughs) he's going to take my car away. Uh, What is this doing? Hmm. All right, so I don't quite know why this has decided to ask me to do this. I do hope that this isn't some kind of um, phishing attack.
1: Well, the URL looks good.
0: But it wants me to change my password for some reason. I know not why.
1: Have you done some crazy testing? I don't know.
0: Just go away. Can I just go here? All right. Oh, right. OK. So I don't know. What, I don't know what that's doing. So you can tell I'm a professional expert Launchpad user, and I've been using this for years. And it's very important to be experienced at this before you consider doing anything like book triaging or getting involved in the community.
1: Yeah. And you're not logged in.
0: Oh, yes, that's right. I'm not logged in. So once I've got my account set up for my Ubuntu One account set up, then I can log in and register here which puts me back to my login account. And here now I can log in, and hopefully it is going to work. Hooray! There we are. It's working.
1: So as you guys can see so far, Launchpad is connected to the Ubuntu One service, and it's using an open identity that uh, connects between the two. Also, if you're a member of any groups on Launchpad, that group can be set to give you access to certain things through that open identity. So that's why this is go, all this going back and forward from the to and from the Kabun uh, launchpad site.
0: That's right. So let me give you. A, I'm going to give you a quick brief of what's going on here on the on the on this main page when you first log in. On the left hand side, you've got all the latest blogs and news. You've got some things that can get you started here at the top, which will give you more information. Um, about projects, bugs, teams, and so on and so forth. What's really interesting is there are loads and loads of projects that are already on Launchpad, a bit like GitHub, and there are loads of things you can go here and explore and have a look at and so on and so forth. Knock yourself out. 37,000 projects on there. You can go and have lots of fun with that. Once you've logged in, though, of course, the next thing you'll probably want to do is to actually go and visit your personal account, and you do that by clicking on your name up the top right there. And uh, you get to write some information about yourself here. So I've said, I- I've written, this is lies. Enthusiastic free software, advocate and supporter of GNU Linux, particularly fond of Debian and Kubuntu. What rubbish.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um Anyway, I'm not going to go through too much of the details of what you can do in here, but you can set a profile, you can add other information and further down the line, you can add other credentials and so on and so forth. Uh, What is really important, though, is that you get the opportunity to join communities and groups of people. And so you can see here that I'm a member of the Kubuntu bugs team. I'm a member of Kubuntu itself and various other groups that you can join. And so you can get involved in specific sections of the community and get involved with those things. Now, I guess at this point, because I want to focus our energy on looking at bug triaging and how you can get involved really straight away uh, with kind of being able to do something that contributes and find interesting problems to kind of look at and solve, then bug triaging is one of the places to go. So, I'm going to go into my Ubuntu bugs team group. Not you see the URL my... on top. Yeah, that's right.
1: Or just search for Kubuntu bugs. That's easy to find if you're not already a member of this team. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, And then you can see once you've got to the Kubuntu bugs team here, you can use this button, join the team. And it's as simple as that. Click on join the team and you'll be added into that group of people. So then you've got access to to those people there. Now, uh, of course, one of the other things is that we're interested in looking at bugs to triage. So what we've got here is the bugs tab at the top we click oh, on yes. that that takes us into the bug reporting tool and here are a bunch of stuff that we can look at right now and have a look at now i think in the show notes i actually put so let me just drag this over here hopefully even if i move this about screens it's still going to present to you guys yeah uh, I put in the show notes something
1: showing just that uh, chrome window
0: where's my interesting book here it is bug number 142 0190 let me see if i can find that bug number 142 you can search by all kinds of different things here and i'm hoping bug number is going to work and show me a bug to have a look at yeah okay here we go so <clears throat> this was a little interesting bug here that we, that you could take a look at And the reason why I wanted to show this really was I wanted to show this bit at the top to just basically describe what's going on. Before that,
1: sorry, Rick. Before that, for our audio listeners, uh, this bug refers to uh, KDEV QML JS, and the current state of the bug is that it needs packaging. And Rick is right now describing what the bug report actually contains.
0: That's correct, yeah. Let's
1: not forget about our audio listeners. Because usually we're ugly and people don't want to look at us, so they just want to listen to what's actually happening and how to do stuff.
0: Hey, you just speak for yourself there, buddy.
1: (laughs) 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 All right. So basically what you've got at the
0: top in this panel here is it tells you what the bug affects, and in this case, it's Ubuntu. And what the status of the bug is and currently it's new and the little um, exclamation mark it allows you to, to basically come in and it means that there'll be a menu there where you can edit and change things. Is so, it a pencil? Is it a pencil? It's a pencil. Oh, do I need another set of glasses again? It is, you're right. There's a little yellow circle with a pencil in it, as, as a video correctly points out. And when you click on the pencil, you get a, a menu selection. So you can choose the status of the bug and you can make changes to that. Also, this is the really interesting one. This bug is unassigned right now, so nobody is working on it. But what you can do is you can assign it to a person or you can assign it to yourself. So if you wanted to pick up and start working on a bug and processing it and doing some work on it, you could assign it to yourself and find out more information about it. All right, so this bug basically describes what is going on and it basically is a request from a user who has said um, that please could we package kdev qml.js and it was reported by Sitter on IRC. And and then there's more information about the particular package that needs to be worked up. And Brian Murray has put some notes on here to say um, that this bug has been tagged and needs packaging and tells us a little bit more about it. And then beyond that, we've got a section here where we can add a comment. So if we were interested in doing some packaging, for example, this would be a great bug um, to begin working on. And then we could go away and start um, following the tutorials um, that are available on the, on the website on kubuntu.org. You can find the tutorials for how to get started in packaging, and you could begin packaging here. Or if you were experiencing this bug because it was a bug that was affecting you as well as this person, then you could also um, at the top you can add the you can click on the plus symbol to say that this bit bug also affects you as a person. Um, and of course, you can then add your comments and notes to it.
1: Um, and that changes would basically subscribe you to this bug report and you would receive emails about any changes to this bug report.
0: That's right. So your subscriptions are here on the right hand side. It says you have subscriptions that may ca- cause you to receive notifications. Um, so at the moment I'm currently subscribed to this bug. Um, <clears throat> and you can edit those here in these panels on the right hand side. And will allow you to decide whether you want to be subscribed to updates on this bug or not. Um, and I don't want to get, uh, I, I don't want to, there are a lot, quite a lot of other functions there, but the best way to discover them is to go into the bug triaging um, tool and explore them. Go and have a look around them, click on the buttons, you know, have a look, uh, explore and experiment with this and uh, see what you can find and see what, uh, what, uh, what, what floats your boat, what, what do you find interesting.
1: Do we currently have a documentation page on how to do bug triaging in Kubuntu?
0: Yes, we do indeed. Absolutely. So um, I've put links in our show notes to this, which is the... the, um, I'm going to copy the link address so I can put it into this window and I'm going to open it in a new window here. So hopefully... This is going to take us to the page so we can see the notes about it. You can get access to this bug uh, triaging information from kubuntu.org. There are links on there in the community section. Or you can go to the show notes for this show show today and you'll see them in the bug triage process there. And this is basically that page. And it's all part of Kubuntu policies. And it tells you basically uh, what the policy is and uh, how how you can get... uh, involved in book the book triage process and what's involved in doing it and so on and so forth more information on that as well all right
1: have a look through that and see if uh, if there are any things that are not clear to you you can just go ahead and ask us wherever on e- on email or on irc whatever is more comfortable
0: yeah exactly that's right just uh, uh, you know just basically um you know uh, just get involved. Dig in, roll, roll your sleeves up, as we said earlier in the show. Rove your sleeves up and poke at a few things. Do not be afraid, okay? Do not be afraid. You can't break anything. Just dive in there and have a go, and you'll see where you get to. There are loads of bugs in here in the Kubuntu bug team that need to be worked on, and um, we've, we're basically continuing to triage. This This is one of the things that I do sometimes. when. Um, and, again, it's one of these things that, you know, When you uh, have got half an hour or 20 minutes and you just want something to do, you can just drop in here and have a look and see what's going on. You can be nosy um, and have a poke around. Um, And as you explore it, you'll you'll find it's a great lead-in as well because the problems that people are experiencing, sometimes you can solve them and sometimes they draw you deeper into the system. You might find out um, an area of, of Kubuntu that you didn't know about before and so on and so forth.
1: Yeah, you now. might learn about uh, some pro- a different uh, software, different uh, functionalities that are in Kubuntu or KDE software. You might find out about those. Uh, but also, there might be a very simple bug report. Someone doesn't know how to do something and they think something's broken. And then, you, if you know how to do that, you can just help them and guide them, give a comment, hey, just click on that and that, and then it works. And if that works, yeah, you solve the bug.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so, it,
1: it really can very often be just as simple as
0: that, just yeah, as you just said uh,
1: then. To triage a bug can take as less as two minutes to as much as a few months or years. So yeah. depending on what exactly the bug is, uh, it might be implement uh, converting Jupiter into a star, and that will take several centuries. But yeah...
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it is. So it varies. And the thing is, is don't feel also. The other thing is, is don't feel defeated by by something. If something suddenly gets too big and you've done some work in it, you've written some notes and you go. Uh, so, for example, I was working on one with KDN Live, the video editing tool, and I couldn't get it to render audio. Um, and I thought it maybe had something to do with pulse audio or something like that. So I started to dig deeper into the bug, finding more information. And eventually I discovered that actually. What needed to happen was that the melt libraries that sit underneath it and do all of that uh, merging together, they needed to be repackaged from upstream in Debian because there'd been a change from FFmpeg to AV Convert. I was so far out of my depths when I got to that point. like I have no idea how to do any of that. So I had to leave that bug and not do any more work on it. I, I couldn't take it any further. However... In going through that process of discovering what the problem was, documenting my experience of how it manifested itself and then finding out that actually this is why it's doing it, I put all of those notes in the problem. That meant that the person that did understand melt and how to recompile it with AV convert support, was able to look at all of those notes and go, oh yeah, I see what's wrong with it. Well, that's really easy and that next person could fix it. So even the tiniest note or contribution or update that you add, it has a very powerful value. Um, So that's something to keep in mind as well. Of
1: course, if you have several minutes to kill, an hour to kill or how much time are you willing to give to this, that time uh, can benefit everybody, because then the developer who can implement uh, what you might not know how to, then that developer doesn't have to invest that time anymore. Just reads your experience, and then they can continue from there. That's why free software exists, because we are working as a community. We are collaborating. It's not just yeah. one-man job.
0: You give a, You give a house. Uh, sorry, you give a you give a house. <laughs> I wish you give a brick and you get back a house. That's the deal. Exactly. So now we should talk a little bit about something that confused it confused the living daylights out of me a lot, and it, I found it a source of frustration because it was this bit about what's a KDE bug and what's a Ubuntu Ubuntu bug. How do we make that distinction? to decide what needs to be reported in Launchpad and stay reported in Launchpad, but what should be escalated up to bugs.kde.org. What do you think, what are your feelings on that video? How do you think that line sits?
1: In a very short, very short explanation for for this would be, if it's an application, then it's 99% of the times Uh, it goes to KDE bugs. If it's about how you install Kubuntu or how uh, you do some configurations that affect directly the operating system, not a specific application, like uh, uh, networking is not working at all, your webcam is not working, uh, mousepad, drivers, all that. Problems with that, those go into Kubuntu, and from there they might be upstreamed to Ubuntu. Uh, That's a very short explanation. Now, of course, there are lots of exceptions to this, and I'm hoping, Rick, you can give us more insight on this.
0: Yeah, okay. So, um, well, I mean, one of the things that uh, Ubuntu, the Ubuntu distribution comes with is the apport. A bug reporting tool. So usually when something crashes on your desktop, for example, or, or you experience an application error. Which we
1: error, hope doesn't happen very often.
0: Yeah, that's true. And it doesn't happen too often. Although I must say, you know, right now uh, because all of the, we've got all that new wonderful Plasma 5 uh, KDK Frameworks 5 stuff, you know, there are some little bits of stability issues that you're going to experience. And that's where you can really help and because if you can report bugs for that that's that's a great start so now the R port tool when you uh, when you find that when you get that open i wonder whether i can get that open actually and show 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 people let me i think it's called i think from the command line it's called ubuntu-bug let's try try that see whether it works uh well it hasn't come back and said doesn't know what i'm talking about yet so that could be a start <laughs> hey here we go right I wonder whether I can now present this little tool to you and show you um, hmm. no it's not showing me that bit oh yes it is here it is then okay start the screen share for this one all right so basically from if you uh, there are two ways to make this happen um if the bug reporting tool pops up so in in Kubuntu, this uh, will be Rick, dr dr think
1: Rick you're not uh, presenting this to everyone i don't all right know.
0: okay let me uh, let there me solve that problem that better okay so um if you get a bug that uh is triggered by kabuntu it'll be dr conky that normally picks that up and recognizes that something's failed and it will tell you that your system's experienced a bug or a crash and do you want to send a bug report when you click yes you want to send a bug report dr conky will gather some information about your system Type of CPU and what your installation is, what version of Kubuntu or Ubuntu you're using, and lots of other really useful information for the developers. And then it'll open up this uh, Ubuntu Bug Reporting Tool here, and you'll see here that basically this kind of describes what are the kind of problems that are that belong on on uh, Launchpad. You can have problems with the Ubuntu release upgrade or anything to do with the distribution, sound or audio related problems, security issues. Things like USB sticks and drives and plug-in devices, maybe problems with your display. So, for example, if uh, your window manager was crashing or crashed or something like that, these would be useful. And in this case, you can you can kind of basically talk, click on any one of these to decide what the problem is, sound or audio related problems. So let's have a look at that. So what the system does now is reopen a different window. So I'm going to have to put this back into presentation mode. Let me. Find this and present to everyone. So I'll put this back up. And what it's doing at the moment is that I've got a little window on my screen that's collecting this problem information. Um, The other way that you can invoke this is from a command line terminal or even from the alt space. So the great thing in Kubuntu is that you've got the alt space tool that will just open up the uh, K runner and you could just alt space type Ubuntu hyphen bug and it will fire this window up, and then you can begin reporting on the problem. So now what it says is, what's wrong? Um, And so let's say my, um, well, how about other users can access my files or home directory? Now, let's not go with that one. That's not so good. go with, um, how about that? My screen isn't locked when I come out of suspend or hibernate. So now we can follow that process through and click OK. All
1: right, you have to present again.
0: I do and uh, what this has come back this time is it's is, is been a bit smart and telling me that actually that's probably because get it on presentation so it says by default the root account is disabled in ubuntu and you have to use the sudo command um, to make things work so it gives you some information there so it tries to steer you in the right direction for people that are struggling but also it will take you through the process of actually fully reporting the bug And what it will do when it does the bug report, I was hoping it was going to do this, but I chose the wrong path. What
1: what you did, what you showed right now is this is a frequently asked question situation where most people, they have a basic problem. And that's just a frequently asked question that people don't know at first. And you don't need to report a bug for every tiny little problem. There might be a very easy solution, and that's why they have this frequently asked questions uh, wizard here that just points you to a link on on a wiki page where you can learn more about how to do that and how that works. So you don't have to report a bug and ask more people to triage it and see, wait, this is not actually a bug, this is just a usage problem.
0: That's right. So we've got a real live one here now, because as I uh, clicked to get out of airport, then it crashed. So uh, so maybe uh, maybe uh, things are going in our direction. So let me just pull this one up and screen share this. I'm going to try to take you through this and show you how we go through this process. This is Dr. Conkey. So this is Dr. Conkey. That's right. Dr. Conkey's fired up and it said, welcome to the reporting assistant. What do you want to do next? So do you remember what you were doing? Yes, I do and this, does it crash would, all the uh, time
1: this would start up whenever a KD application crashes if plasma crashes if uh, kmail cra- crashes if uh, some KD application crashes doctor conky would immediately pop up and ask you hey we see we see we've seen that this application crashed uh, do you want to report a bug on it and invest, have someone investigate on it
0: that's exactly right that's right um, and so now the re- the reporting assistant is going to ask me a few questions. So, do I remember what I was doing before the crash? Yes, I do. Does the application crash all the time? Well, sometimes, not every time. And um, what I and please select what information you can provide. What I was doing before the application crashed? Well, I can remember that, so I can put that information in. What the system will do now is it's going to create a back tr- backtrace and generate some information.
1: Well, the backtrace is actually a list of functions that the application is doing in the background while it crashes. So it needs to, you need to have the debug symbols installed so that the, this uh, applica- Doctor Conky can look into exactly what functions were called when with what parameters. See if you can lo- if you look in here what Rick is showing right now. This is some uh, the uh, backtrace that has the history of what functions were called. Thank you, Rick. So these are the functions that were called recently and when the application crashed. So you see a lot of segmentation fault because of that and that and that. This is not really relevant to us users, but to developers, this is like gold. Because this is the only way they can figure out what happened, what caused the application to crash. This is the most essential thing you can provide for a developer so they can uh, debug it and see what exactly happened because without this they wouldn't know what happened where did the program go through what happened what caused the crash so it's most important that you have the debug symbols for the application that crashed
0: so what we can do there is we can use this install debug symbols tool and um, <clears throat> what this will do is it will go off
1: so the screen sharing doesn't show the window right now you have a pop-up that uh, asks you for confirmation to install the debug symbols it will eventually show you a list of the packages it tries to install and you need to accept those and uh, allow it to install all those packages it just adds more dependent more packages to your system it shouldn't bother you
0: What you will tend to find as well is that, that, for example, in the Muon Package Application Manager, you can see this, or if you've used apt in the past uh, and you've looked for a package. So for here, for example, what this was looking for is it wanted Python 2.7 DBG. And that basically, that underscore DBG tells you that it's not actually the Python 2.7 package, it's the Python 2.7 package's debug symbols underscore dbg Um, and so that's what it's installing right now and it's just downloading that package file 95 percent, almost there so in a moment we should be able to hopefully reload and regenerate this backtrace uh with uh with a full set of symbols in it so now we've got that useful really useful uh bug report information
1: yeah without the that uh debug those debug symbols what what you see right now is just a bunch of function calls you don't see exactly Uh, What parameters were sent to those functions uh, and what are the conditions in which those functions were called? It should look different now.
0: Yes, it does. Um, It's Basically, uh, this has changed and these look a bit more descriptive, these functions here.
1: Yeah, it Um, goes (coughs) a bit more deeper into the system.
0: I can't say that I genuinely understand what they're doing, but uh, well, basically, it looks like it's trying to
1: do Who knows the yeah. application uh, knows a lot better what exactly you would expect to happen?
0: Yeah. So, hopefully, now we can click next. And oh, it's still telling me that the information is not useful enough. Why is that? Let's go back. Let me tell it to reload those debug symbols and see whether we can.
1: What application get a better did you start? Job.
0: It was uh, Ubuntu bug, uh, the Ubuntu bug reporter. So, airport, and um, that crashed.
1: <clears throat> so, you caused it to crash.
0: Um, I'm not basically. I I think I pressed the wrong thing. I um I went to the FAQ questions, and um, where it said click OK, and then I think I just closed that window, um, and it f- fell over. Um, so. No. no. So it now tells me, unfortunately, it tells me that uh, the, the, the report doesn't contain enough information. However, let's have a look and see whether we can get some information in here. I'm just
1: going to uh, jump to we the see different a black window. window. We see a black window. We don't see what's actually um,
0: happening. I'm going to fix that. Here we are. So now what I've got here, I'm going to present this to everybody again. So what this has done now is it's, o- it's allowed me to open up the content of the crash report. And unfortunately, on this particular occasion, um, it hasn't um, produced enough information to pre- create a full report. Um, but you can see that it's put the backtrace information in there. It's told us what version of KDE we're using, what version of Qt we've got installed, what the operating system is in its kernel, which distribution, so in 1204 LTS, and then we've got the backtrace of what was happening. Um, and so in here, in detail, tell us what you were doing. Um, that's so probably what's missing, if, actually, if from we, this. If
1: you, uh, n- no, actually, if you would have enough, the, the backtrace is not enough. That's what uh, the Dr. Conky considers that this backtrace is not enough, probably because it doesn't see any values in there, just these function calls. I don't think the symbols get into effect here. Maybe okay. So that's what I think it happens. So usually, if you ha- if you already have the symbols installed, then it would be it would go far easier. Uh, usually, it depends on the application on how the application uh, stores its debug symbols. Let me continue. Never mind this. Uh, so usually, the application crashes. You open the wizard. You enter to install the uh, debug symbols you create the backtrace, then you click next, and then you have to uh, describe as best as you can what you did to the application, what the application did, what did you do exactly when the application crashed, and when you would click on next, there you would get a report. Search for a duplicate bug in case that bug has already been reported. Uh, if not, then uh, it, you just click next, log in with your KD identity, and it would report that bug for you with all the details you entered. Uh, if there's a duplicate, then you can just select a duplicate and add your information to that bug report that already exists. If the scenario occurs what we just had, that you don't have enough information, and you still want to go submit a bug report, it, on that window that Rick just had open, uh, you would just select all the text, and you should read the last line, submit this to uh, kubuntu-devel at uh, list or ubuntu.com. That's right. To a
0: mailing list, basically.
1: Uh, Yeah, send that to the kubuntu-devel mailing list. All all that text you have in there and add the description of how you use the application when it crashed. Send all that to the mailing list and uh, we'll get back to you and see how we can help you deal with that. Yeah. So this is... uh, short overview of how to use dr conky uh, i know dr conky better i don't know uh, the apper uh, no, know not apper app apport. apport apport sorry i don't really use app that much i just use dr conky sorry yeah
0: that's right don't worry no problem but if so. i don't
1: know how to use if i don't know how to help you with the uh, app word, there are other people that know how to use that but I'm good with Dr. Congi. Other people are good with Apport.
0: Yeah. All right. So what I'm going to do, because we're getting very tight for time now on things uh, to keep the show uh, nice and tidy, but what I'm going to do is I'm just going to show uh, you a presentation of bugs.kde.org. So this is the bit where... Having done your, you know, you, you, you. It's an Ubuntu distribution, or an installation problem, or a window manager problem, or a sound problem. It's not one of those. It's you were using Carbon, or you were using Contact, or KMail, and something went wrong and it broke. Um, Where do you report that bug to? So when it's to do with a KDE application, and the place to go to is bugs.kde.org, and I'm right there now, and I'm going to. Bring that up and screen share that with you guys and present to everyone so you can see what I'm doing. <coughs> so, uh, again, this is a different system because this is now part of the KDE.org infrastructure, um, which is separate because you can run uh, KDE on SUSE, on Arch, on Windows, on Mac, on all kinds of stuff. The K desktop environment is uh, platform agnostic, um, so you can run it on many different places.
1: Uh, um, Rick? Rick? Yeah. Uh, to get as much of the screen please plus f11
0: all righty one moment and i will do that oh no that's f11 on the wrong window ah hang on it's all going wrong is this better yeah loads. all right okay thank you so so you can see basically I've I have just logged in here and I won't take you through the process of creating an account but you can create an account on here get logged in that'll give you a a, a KDE a bugs.kde account that you can come in and have a look at let me come and see whether I've got any bugs that I was working on I'm sure I was working on some just re- recently
1: you oh. have my bugs at the bottom of the list
0: yeah I just clicked on that and it didn't so bring you me can, back anything.
1: You can uh, do an advanced search with all kinds of filters and you can save all those filters in your own account.
0: Have. Ah, you can. That's right. Okay. Using this remember search. Yeah. Edit so search. About, let's start a new search then. So let's go and see whether we can. I have, I have got a bug, right? That I filed. In fact, I didn't file a bug, I added to a bug because I was having some trouble with K mail. Um, so, let's just have a look here and see. Um, so, I put Kmail in there, and now you can see a list of all different bugs that are affected by Kmail. Whoa. And this is not that different, actually, from what we saw
1: in Launchpad. The list was limited to 500 bugs. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a lot. So there were quite a few of bugs uh, reported. Many of them are already obsolete because that functionality might not exist or might, bu- might have been rewritten and nobody triaged the bug so that uh, we know, hey, this bug is not valid anymore. So bugs need to be triaged. That's what we're talking about in this show. If you have 10 minutes, look through the bugs, either on Bugzilla from KDE or on uh, Launchpad from the Kubuntu bugs. Please take a look on either of them, especially if you want to look at a project that you care a lot about. Uh, what you would do on uh, the KDE would be pretty much similar to the to Launchpad. It just has a different interface that, uh, that you have to get used to. And find an application that you are most fond of uh, and see what bugs are reported on it. If you know that application well, you can see, hey, this bug is still valid. This bug is not valid anymore. Just comment on it. Hey, This doesn't happen anymore or I can't reproduce it. If you comment on that, then uh, the, ass- the person who the bug is assigned to will be notified, and they will see, okay, this bug is not valid. I can close it. Then, this bug is still valid. This this needs to be prioritized. So, and also on uh, K- on the KD bug tracking system, you can vote on bugs. Uh, can Rick? Can you please open any bug? It doesn't really matter.
0: Sure. Let's go and have a look at um, this case spell bug 66516 here. This is quite new. Uh, In fact, it was opened up at nine o'clock tonight. So let's go and have a look and see what the problem is. Uh, So it says um, that the on the fly spell checker could automatically detect the currently used language by selecting the language that leads to the least number of errors, so long as not enough.
1: This bug is a wish list, uh, as Mm -hmm. you can see in the importance uh, field. So, there are many That's bugs right. that are just wish lists. People uh, hey, I want this functionality. They reported a bug for it. Well, and this has got... Uh, mean that something is broken.
0: Yeah. So, we got lots of votes there um, for that. Uh, and we can see... Yeah,
1: you can just click on the vote button and you can add votes to your to this project. Keep in mind that not all projects, most, but not all projects have the voting system enabled. Uh, yeah. Just change, change the numbers and click on "Change my votes," and then your vote is recorded.
0: So uh, I'm going to go back to the search tool here. So one of the things I was thinking about doing was we could uh, we could go back to that K mail bug, for example. And there are loads. There are you know just something as simple as arbitrary administration, right? So you know um, there are bugs here that are still in a state of open. And if I change, I've clicked on the change column here so I can sort them by order. And so we've got things like bugs for Conqueror and Conqueror, for example. Oh, my God. This,
1: says, this is open since 2002.
0: So, you know, I mean, we could just come in and do something as simple as this. I and mean, we would just basically just, we could just change this status to, um, we could put in the comments section here, we could just go out of date. So let's put that in there and I just need to change the status now on this.
1: So as you can see, this applies to version 3. Someone who uses uh, uh, this, I don't think, I don't know, this is a description page. I think you need to go back. Uh, The status is right below the comment. Right below Below the the comment section. There, uh, you don't have uh, rights to change the status. Oh. Otherwise, you would have a combo box over there.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, well, maybe that's the problem. Why I mean, these aren't getting
1: triaged? Then
0: they're probably legacy.
1: Yeah, it's most likely this is a legacy co- bug. Someone should look into it. Who? Someone who uses Conquer should see. Hey, does this still happen? And if not, then just uh, add a comment to it. Or if you if you really mad about the bug you can comment about it on irc or the mailing list and someone will look into it and close it
0: let's have a look at uh, let's have a quick look and see for
1: open uh, on Am- Amarok.
0: let's put this words um stops playing <laughs> i i have a bit of problem with amarok stopping playing all the time Amarok does not play CD if those are selected with the menus. Amarok freezes while ma- metadata changes are applied. That looks quite similar to um, crashes when using music brains. So this one looks like it's interesting. So go and have a look in there. Um, and this is on Fedora. So you can see it's on different distributions here. The steps to produce. It says, mark multiple tracks in your collection. Right-click, edit the track details, change something, hit save, and close. So that tells me, uh, so what I could do now is I could go, oh, really? Does that really do that? Um, let me go and have a look here at Amarok. Um, so if I open we up Amarok.
1: Amarok. We don't see Amarok. We just see yeah, black. You
0: will in a moment. I'm going to. I'm going to fix that.
1: So uh, to the viewers, what's <clears throat> happening is Rick is sharing just a single window, not his whole desktop. And when he opens the new window and fo- gives focus to that one, we just see black because he's not sharing that window with us. So he has to switch the window.
0: That's right. So have I got, um, here? Yeah, I've got some local music here. Let's have a look and see what we've got. So one moment. I'm going to set this. To present in here. So it says, the bug says, uh steps to reproduce. Mark multiple tracks in your collection. And right, so let's take this 808 state, pick this one up here. I'll find one with a loader Oh, come on. I need to find now one with a load of. Um, there's bound to be something. Go in the to DC. You
1: should have. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. yeah there you yeah, go. go. That's what I
0: mean. Right, so if I. Oops, daisy two, three, four. Let's do those and click edit track details.
1: Okay. okay. So it
0: says do this. Then change. Uh, we
1: something. don't see the window. You can describe to us what, what's happening. Okay. So it's
0: opened a little summary window in here um, and it's given me some tags. Okay. So I, it says change something. So if I put silly, I'm, I've gone into the tags label and I've added a comment silly tag bug check. Right, so I've changed something there. And then it says finally hit save and close. Save and close. And it says actual results, the view freezes. Does it? Uh, no. Uh,
1: it edit them again and see if your settings got saved.
0: Okay, let's go and have a look. Edit tracks again. Yes, silly tag bug check.
1: Okay, close and reopen Amarok and see if the settings are still there. So AC okay. DC, AC-DC, the only album you have, first five tracks. Okay. Quit that.
0: Okay, so stop in Amarok. And I'm going to bring Amarok up again. And I'll share the window before I do anything else. So bring up Amarok again. It's just starting now. Here we are, put this over here. Let's go back to the screen sharing process so you guys can see that again. Screen share and present to everyone.
1: Okay, Okay. so there we go.
0: So this one, AC hyphen DC, 1979, Highway to Hell, first five tracks, one, two, three, five, and edit tracks. And silly tag bug check is indeed there.
1: Okay, then just go back to the bug report. Uh, Keep in mind what version of Amarok you're using right now and against what version of Amarok was the bug reported.
0: Let's have a look at that for a moment then. So I'm just going to get Amarok window to come back up. Come on, Amarok window. One moment. Uh, I'm going to bring the Amarok window back up, but whilst I do that, I'm just going to reshare my the bug report with you guys, so you can see what we do next with the bug report. Uh, So let me find that one. This one. Start the screen share on that. Present to
1: everyone. We see the bug right now. Apparently, uh, Miriam asked a question to start the uh, Amarok from console and see what uh, with uh, some flags, see if what happens based the output here.
0: (coughs) We could do that. Yeah, absolutely. And we could trace that. What I'm going to do for the moment is just get this version. So I am using about Amarok. This is on Amarok 2.5.0. Uh, so is
1: reported on
0: the bug is reported on Amarok 2.8.0.
1: So, you're okay, so with the version. I am
0: behind, I can't add too much more to that, but I probably could add a little dialogue in here that might be helpful from a regression point of view. Uh, Miriam says, How many files do you change at the same time? Cedric explains that. Miriam says this. Miriam says, well, if you think Amarok should be a jack-of-all-trades, blah, 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 (laughs) please give a hand. Okay, so what we could put in here, I could just add a simple comment. We just put um, um, whilst testing this on Amarok version 2.5.0 on Kubuntu. LTS 12.04, I could not get this got. to time reproduce. Time. I'll fix that in a moment. I could not get this fault to reproduce. So that tells them that something got introduced between version 2.5 and version 2.8. So something changed in the code there. Now, just that piece of simple information that we've gathered here is really useful. Because it means that the person that's got control to the sources tree can go and say, all right, show me the diffs between the files for 2.5 and the files for 2.8 and show me what's changed. And even specify perhaps that particular area of the code. So that is a useful um, a useful piece of information. And the status of this bug right now is unconfirmed. So at the moment, by adding that in and saying, well, we can't reproduce it on this platform, that's a really useful uh, re- useful comment um, and we've just spent just a few minutes just to try that and see where we got to um, and actually it was it was a bit of fun so it was pretty good and there you can see the comment that I've posted there at the bottom
1: awesome okay we better move we better move swiftly, yeah, uh, swiftly, swiftly the, our, our time is pretty much up so we yeah. should give the outro
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's jump off to the show notes. Let's pull this out of present to everyone and move forward. And uh, we will find out where we're at to take us on the outro of the show since I get to the show notes. okay. All right. So have a look at the show notes. They're going to be in our Google Plus channel uh, just shortly. You'll be able to go and have a look at them. Um, Of course, if you want to find out more about Kubuntu.org, then come along and visit our website, Kubuntu.org. Or, of course, you get in in touch with uh, the team and members of the community on IRC. You can find us on irc.freeno.net, hash kubuntu and hash kubuntu-devel for the development channel. Uh, We're available on Telegram. So if you do a search for that, you'll be able to find us. And, of course, social media, Google+, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, LinkedIn. We're all over the place. Plenty of things going on there. note
1: about Telegram. On Telegram, we have a channel and a group so the channel is just uh, streaming with news so you can see what the news what's happening in Kubuntu. We're trying currently to set up a bot uh, that posts on uh, Telegram all the news all the news posts we are we have on the website and the group is mainly for developers so if you want access on that you would have to request it. That group is not public we had a lot of problems with spammers.
0: So. Yeah so we uh, so we left you with some to do's go and have a look at the show notes you can find out about how to get your ubuntu one account set up how to get logged into launchpad how to come and join the kubuntu teams kubuntu bug teams on launchpad all of that information and links are there also links to bugs.kde.org you can find those links there uh, we've got links to our individual blogs you can find out more about the presenters myself of video and aaron of course um, and I suppose all it's left to do, really, is to say farewell. So I'm going to do my outro and say, really great. I've really enjoyed the show tonight. It's been really exciting. And I just kind of really got into talking about that and exploring that. And it was great, actually, to work on that together as a pair of video. I really enjoyed that. Thank you, man. Uh, that's it from me, Rick Timis. I'll see you soon.
1: I'll see you soon as well. I'm Ovidio Florin. Don't forget us. Okay.